Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. The People See, Appellant. V. Limia Page, Respondent. Daniel J. Punch, for Appellant. Robert L. Kemp, for Respondent. Feynman, J. Using the emergency lights on his unmarked Chevrolet Tahoe, a federal marine interdiction agent with the United States Customs and Border Protection, CBP, stopped the driver of a vehicle in which defendant was a passenger for driving dangerously on a public highway in Erie County. After pulling the driver over, the agent waited in his truck for members of the Buffalo Police Department who, upon arriving at the scene, searched the vehicle and arrested defendant for criminal possession of a weapon. The question on this appeal is whether the courts below properly relied on our decision in People v. Williams, 2005, in granting defendant's motion to suppress the evidence recovered. Because we conclude that Williams is an apposite, we reverse. I. One June evening in 2017, the on-duty agent had just concluded a maritime patrol and was merging his unmarked Tahoe onto Interstate 190 in Erie County on his way to make security checks at the local marinas. The Tahoe was equipped with an emergency radio as well as red and blue emergency lights in the grill of the front of the truck and a little light bar inside the windshield, but did not carry the full complement of lights and sirens typically found on a police vehicle. As the agent was merging, he suddenly noticed a pair of headlights, which belonged to a vehicle occupied by defendant and two others, coming up from behind in the rearview mirror. The driver of the vehicle rapidly closed in behind the agent, then suddenly hit the brakes to avoid rear-ending the Tahoe. Although the driver pulled back, he started weaving between the right and left lanes and then passed the agent's Tahoe on the left, leading to a second near collision with another car that was merging from Route 198 onto Interstate 190. The vehicle continued to drive erratically, leading to a third near collision, and the agent followed. After attempting to contact the state police on the radio equipped in his Tahoe, the agent dialed 911 on his personal phone to report the incident. As he and defendant's vehicle exited the freeway, the agent became increasingly concerned for public safety and energized the lights on his Tahoe, prompting the driver to pull over. After relaying their location to the 911 operator, the agent sat in his parked Tahoe and waited roughly five minutes for the police to arrive. An officer of the Buffalo Police Department arrived and spoke to the agent before approaching defendant's vehicle. As a safety measure, the agent accompanied the lone officer to defendant's car and saw him speaking with the occupants but he did not speak with defendant or anyone else in the vehicle directly. The agent left the scene when additional Buffalo police officers arrived and told him he was no longer needed. The agent never made any further statements to the Buffalo Police Department regarding recommended charges that should be filed, nor did he issue any traffic tickets in conjunction with his stop. After the agent's departure, the police searched the vehicle and recovered a gun. All three occupants were arrested and defendant was charged with criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. Before trial, Defendant moved to suppress the gun as stemming from an unlawful seizure. Defendant argued both that the agent was not vested with peace officer powers pursuant to CPL 140.25 and, relying on our decision in Williams, that the stop was not a valid citizen's arrest because the agent used his emergency lights to effectuate the stop. Supreme Court granted defendant's motion. The court concluded first that as a federal agent employed by Customs and Border Protection, the agent and other immigration and naturalization special agents pursuant to CPL 2.15 had the powers of a peace officer within the meaning of CPL 140.25 to make a warrantless arrest. However, 
because at the time of the stop the agent was not acting pursuant to his special duties, CCPL 140.25, the court reasoned that the stop was not sustainable pursuant to that statute. The question then becomes, Supreme Court explained, whether this stop is considered a citizen's arrest pursuant to CPL 140.30. The court concluded that suppression was warranted under Williams because, by activating his emergency lights to pull the driver of the vehicle over and approaching the car with the Buffalo police officer, the agent acted under the color of law with all the accoutrements of official authority and could not affect a citizen's arrest. Upon the people's appeal, the appellate division unanimously affirmed. A judge of this court granted the people's application seeking leave to appeal. 2. Despite crediting the agent's testimony that he observed the vehicle driving dangerously, which typically suffices to justify an arrest by any person, CCPL 140.30, Supreme Court nevertheless analogized this case to our decision in Williams and held that based on the methods the agent used to pull the vehicle over, the stop was not a valid citizen's arrest. The appellate division employed similar reasoning relying solely on Williams as the basis for suppression despite finding that defendant's vehicle was engaging in dangerous maneuvers and allegedly committing several violations of the vehicle and traffic law, 166 AD 3D at 1472. Therefore, we are presented only with the legal question of whether the courts below correctly applied Williams. In Williams, two officers of the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority were on patrol in one of that city's housing projects when they saw the defendant allegedly driving without a seatbelt down a street outside the officer's geographical jurisdiction. Significantly, uniformed housing guards of the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority are expressly included in the CPL as persons designated as peace officers, CPL 2.10. The officer stopped the defendant, ordered him to step out of his vehicle, and began questioning him. When defendant replied in a manner that led the officer to suspect that defendant had an object in his mouth, the officers asked him to open it, revealing a plastic bag of crack cocaine. The defendant shoved one of the officers and fled but was quickly apprehended by them and indicted for criminal possession of a controlled substance. Before trial, the defendant moved to dismiss the charges, which motion Supreme Court granted, and the appellate division affirmed. On appeal, we affirmed. The people conceded that the alleged traffic infractions and the seizure of defendant occurred outside the geographical jurisdiction of the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority peace officers but argued that the stop and warrantless arrest nevertheless was the equivalent of a citizen's arrest under CPL 140.30. In rejecting that claim, we explained that the CPL clearly distinguishes between the warrantless arrest powers of peace officers and private citizens, and that there are also functional differences which limit the places and circumstances under which peace officers can use their police powers. Thus, to accept the people's argument and treat a peace officer as an ordinary citizen would render these purposefully drawn differences, and the plain language chosen by the legislature, meaningless. In holding that the officer's law enforcement actions did not constitute a valid citizen's arrest under CPL 140.30, we clarified that this, of course, is not to say that an individual employed as a peace officer may never under any circumstances affect a citizen's arrest. Rather, we concluded only that a peace officer who acts under color of law and with all the accoutrements of official authority cannot. Thus, because the warrantless arrest powers of peace officers are so clearly delineated in the CPL, our holding in Williams was based not only on the housing authority officer's specific conduct in enforcing a traffic infraction outside of their geographical jurisdiction but also on the conclusion that the entire statutory scheme would be frustrated if they could, as peace officers, conveniently avail themselves of the citizen's arrest statute in lieu of their already tailored arrest powers. Although the appellate division in this case declined to address this issue directly even assuming, arguendo, 
that the agent is not a peace officer and does not possess the powers thereof the court properly determined that the agent did not effect a valid citizen's arrest. We conclude that whether the Federal Marine Interdiction Agent in this case is a peace officer is ultimately critical to determining whether Williams applies under the circumstances. Whether the agent in this case is a peace officer depends, of course, on whether the CPL defines him as such. Normally, the designation of peace officer is given to a narrowly defined group of individuals who are not necessarily working in general law enforcement but who, when working pursuant to their special duties or geographical area of employment, have a need for limited police powers. William C. Donino, Practice Commentaries, McKinney's Cons Laws of NY, CPL 140.25. Because these arrest powers are conferred on those whose job is not policing per se, the definition of peace officer is carefully circumscribed in the CPL, although CPL 2.10 lists roughly 85 different positions that constitute a peace officer, the statute is clear that only the following persons listed under the statute shall have the powers of, and shall be peace officers. Unlike the uniformed housing guards of the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority from Williams, federal agents are not expressly included in the CPL 2.10's exclusive list of persons designated as peace officers. Yet under CPL 2.15, certain federal law enforcement officers are accorded limited peace officer powers, see CPL 140.25. We must therefore determine whether CPL 2.15 contemplates marine interdiction agents as federal law enforcement officers. On its face, CPL 2.15 does not include marine interdiction agents as among the federal law enforcement officers awarded certain peace officer powers under CPL 140.25. The statute does, however, include United States Customs and Border Protection officers and United States Customs and Border Protection Border Patrol agents. Testifying for the people at the underlying suppression hearing, the agent in this case explained that there are three entities that fall under the umbrella of CBP, Border Patrol. Air and Marine Operations, and the Office of Field Operations. As a member of Air and Marine Operations, the agent claimed that he is both authorities of Border Patrol and Office of Field Operations but was not in the verbiage of the New York State Peace Authority. Defendant nevertheless argues that, because the agent is generally employed by CBP, his position falls within CPL 2.15. We reject defendant's overly expansive interpretation of the statute. As the clearest indicator of legislative intent is the statutory text, the starting point in any case of interpretation must always be the language itself, People v. Glow, 2016, quoting Majewski v. Broadalbin Perth Cent. School Dist, 1998. In general, CPL 2.10 and 2.15 are exclusive lists, describing with relative precision the positions which meet the statutory definition of peace officer and federal law enforcement officer, respectively. Subsection 7, of CPL 2.15 itself includes only two positions, CBP officers and Border Patrol agents. Meanwhile, other subsections of the statute either broadly describe an agency's membership, see, for example, CPL 2.15 United States Probation Officers, or are careful to specify which members within an agency are included, see, for example, CPL 2.15 Internal Revenue Service Special Agents and Inspectors. We have consistently interpreted statutes such as these under the maxim expressio unius est exclusio ulterius such that where a law expressly describes a particular act, thing or person to which it shall apply, an irrefutable inference must be drawn that what is omitted or not included was intended to be omitted or excluded. Here, if subsection, 7, were intended to refer to all CBP agents, including those employed with air and marine operations, the legislature would not have used the term border patrol as a qualifier in the statutory text 
and it would not have clarified that CBP officers are peace officers as well. Although we are not bound by the agent's testimony in our interpretation of the statute, his assessment of CBP's structure nevertheless comports with the plain text of CPL 2.157, and supports our conclusion that his position falls outside the language enacted by the legislature. See also CFR 287.5, 287.8 setting forth regulations for all immigration officers and separately listing Border Patrol agents, Air and Marine agents, and CBP officers. We acknowledge that, as originally written, CPL 2.15 broadly designated all United States Customs Service special agents, inspectors and patrol officers as among the federal law enforcement officers with peace officer powers. Then, in 2002, the Department of Homeland Security was created, to reorganize several federal agencies after the 9-11 attacks, including the U.S. Customs Service as well as Immigration and Naturalization Service, Letter of Support, Bill Jacket, L-2014, CH-262 at 6, C-Div of the Budget Bill Memorandum, Bill Jacket, L-2014, CH-262 at 8. To that end, in 2014 the legislature made technical amendments to CPL 2.15, 3, and, 7, relocating certain CBP agents to the provision governing immigration and customs enforcement agents and officers, while modifying the original CBP provision to its current form, covering only CBP officers and Border Patrol agents. Regardless of whether the omission of air and marine operations from these amendments was intentional, concluding that the legislature intended to include marine interdiction agents in the statute's current list of federal law enforcement officers would require us to read a specific job title not expressly present in the plain text into a statutory scheme that otherwise precisely delineates which of these federal employees are granted special authority under New York law. Inasmuch as we must read statutes as they are written, we decline to construe CPL 2.15 as including more positions than those the legislature has listed therein. People v. Kuprat, 1959, C. People v. Tykansky, 1991. 3. Because the agent who stopped defendant in this case is not considered a federal law enforcement officer with peace officer powers pursuant to CPL 2.10 and 2.15. He could not have improperly circumvented the jurisdictional limitations on the powers reserved for those members of law enforcement under CPL 140.25, as the peace officers in Williams did. In other words, the agent's conduct here did not violate the legislature's prescribed limits on a peace officer's arrest powers because he is not, in fact, a peace officer. Defendant nevertheless notes, as the appellate division did, that a private citizen may neither display emergency lights from his or her private vehicle nor falsely express by words or actions that he or she is acting with approval of authority of a public agency or department with the intent to induce another to submit to such pretended official authority or to otherwise cause another to act in reliance upon that pretense, 16683 d at 1474, citing Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 375, Penal Law Section 190.25. But aside from the clear limits as to the justifiable use of physical force that may be applied during an arrest by a private citizen, CPL 35.30, CPL 140.35, as well as the requirement that such person must inform the person whom he or she is arresting of the reason for such arrest unless he or she encounters physical resistance, flight or other factors rendering such procedure impractical, CPL 140.35. Nothing in the citizen's arrest statutes themselves set forth the methods that must be employed when, as here, a crime is committed in the responding citizen's presence, CCPL 140.30, 140.40, People v. Foster, 1961.
we reiterate that whether this stop comported with constitutional principles or the express terms of the arrest statutes is simply not before us, as defendant failed to raise any such arguments before the suppression court. The agent in this case is not a peace officer under the CPL because CPL 2.15 does not include marine interdiction agents. Thus, our decision in Williams, on which the courts below relied in granting defendant's suppression motion, is inapposite. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be reversed, defendant's motion to suppress denied, and the case remitted to Supreme Court for further proceedings in accordance with this opinion. People v. Olimia Page. Number 47. Decided June 11, 2020. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law.